All right, everybody. So welcome back to another episode. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the movie Inception. Uh, it's a movie that I've seen multiple times. It's new to the collection of Mr. Carmen, but uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. As always, we're going to start with things that maybe we've seen recently, trailers that have dropped that we're excited about. And I want to start by saying that I watched a movie called Primal Fear which was really? recommended to me by a good friend and said that if you're a fan of like plot twist movies and you got to check it out and it's got uh, Richard Gere and Edward Norton starring it. And it was a really good movie. If I had to give it on a scale of one to 10, I would give it an eight because it is a good movie. It doesn't check off all the boxes for me. Okay. For instance, for instance I would say that the ending could have been developed way better. I mean, by the end of the movie, there's so much that could have been been like put into film more. Okay. But definitely a movie that I would recommend to other people. It's it, I believe it was made in 1996. What's which it was, about? So Edward Norton plays a convicted uh, murder murderer of a okay. well of a well known like archbishop slash like priest at a catholic church wow. who has who has a lot of ties to powerful people in the city and richard Gere plays a hot shot lawyer who takes on just ridiculous cases but always ends up winning and the uh, prosecutor who plays on the other side is uh richard Gere's love interest so mm. it's kind of it's kind of like a uh, a tug of war between the two but it's just got the way that it was described to me was halfway through the movie you think you know what's going on, and then the ending comes, and you're just blown away. Interesting. It's very interesting. I would definitely recommend it. Where did you, uh, where'd you see it? It's on Netflix, I want to say. Let me check. I've got it pulled up right here. That's kind of sad. I can't remember where I watched it on. Yeah, it definitely is on Netflix. It is. I'm looking at it right now. The reason why I have Netflix pulled up is right before we got on this, I rewatched Inception for about the twenty fifth time. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, so yeah, that would be my recommendation to you and anybody else who's listening. Um, anything recently that you've seen that's sparked your interest? Uh, not since last week. It was it was a slow slow week for me, movies and entertainment wise. Um. I I did rewatch Wedding Crashers just for fun, um, <laughs> but you know, other than that, nothing nothing new. I, I mean, it, I haven't even been watching TV in the last week, so I didn't see any trailers or anything like that. Right. Um, well, uh, another something that you should maybe look into. I don't know if you're a big fan of the X Men movies, um, but haven't really seen dropped, many of them. Yeah, so they dropped a new trailer, and it's kind of introducing the new cast of X-Men since, you know, Hugh Jackman retired from being Wolverine, and I think Patrick Stewart's kind of being done with Professor X and everything. Yeah. So they, they dropped a new trailer, and it's kind of like a horror movie rather than it is like a superhero movie. Because, I mean, really? it's, still got the, it's still got the Marvel element of, like, superhero stuff. Yeah. But it's also kind of like a psychological thriller because they're trapped in almost like a insane asylum where they're supposed to be tested. But it turns into like, how can they escape? You know, I I feel like these franchises that are iconic, whether it be 
the X-Men or any of the superhero movies and you look at Fast and Furious, they're taking weird turns now because yeah. they've just been going for so long that, I mean, it, it's a hat on the hat at some point if you keep doing the same thing. Yeah, eventually you got to shake it up. And I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not necessarily sure that that's what they're doing with this new installment of it. But yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely in the Fast and Furious uh, saga. I mean, yeah. F9 is going to be very strange, I feel like. Yeah, just because, I mean, it's Fast and Furious. At first, it was, I mean, I liked, I've only seen Tokyo Drift and then the first one. Yeah. Um, but I, the early ones, to me, fit a different niche. Just because, like, the actual cars were a bigger part of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You As had, opposed to the storyline. Right, so you had a good storyline, and the characters were really good, and the chemistry in those movies was great. But you also had car nuts getting into it. And, I mean, you're learning about different cars on there, and then you go, like, the Skyline and, and cars like that. You know, so the, it, it appealed to so many different people. Now it's gotten to the point where it's not even – I don't even know what this next one is going to be about. Like, I've seen, the like, the, the trailers and, like, Vin Diesel is like the Matrix in cars and stuff like that. Like I don't know, yeah. it's a little <laughs> unrecognizable. Like Doctor Strange and like rewinding time or something like like it's like I don't know what's going on with it. Um, I feel like that's a weird turn for that um, for that franchise. But I mean, look, I guess if they'll sell tickets. I mean, I think at this point, that's kind of just what they're banking on. Just f- fans that have been there since the beginning, and just yeah. like I feel like fans are getting to the point now where they're just like, all right, you know, I love this saga, so I'm still going to go see yeah. it. But... It's a dangerous game when you start doing that, though, because it's then like the... it's, once you get further and further away from what was at the heart of those movies and what drew people in, they begin to forget about them. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's just the same thing with anything. It's, it's that recency bias of, well, these last three movies have not been very good. So that's what people think, as opposed to, well, the first five were really good. Right. So, you know, it's, I, it's a dangerous thing. I think what encapsulates that perfectly is, I, I forget the name of the guys who uh, wrote Stranger Things. I, believe, I want to say Duffer or Duffy. I'm not sure. Anyways, they were talking about how, you know, they don't want it to be something that goes on for like nine, ten seasons. Like, they, they want it to be something that's great and is going to stay great over time yeah. and i mean i think i think that's what you get with like the first couple fast and furious movies and also i think the only re- another reason why a lot of people are going to go see it is because the guy who dies in tokyo drift the uh the asian character yeah he's coming back and i think that's throwing a lot of people for a loop because we were to presume that he was dead yeah and it, it's to me when you had five is like the max for a franchise, mm. you know, okay. and, and like, you've got to be really good with that five. So let me ask you then. I'm not sure why I have that. It's not like I have a certain series that is my model for that, but I just feel like five is about where it is. Well, let me ask you then. What do you think about the Harry Potter series? <sighs> or is that a different Field I feel like that's a books. bit different because it was based on a book and the characters grew with the storyline. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And like Fast and Furious, yeah, like there is aging with the characters, but that, kind that, of that, that doesn't normal. really matter to the storyline. Yeah. yeah. In Harry Potter, it mattered to the storyline. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, and in the movies, their aging made sense. Now, I mean, you're looking at these actors in the Fast and Furious movies, and, I mean, they're a lot older. Because, I mean, how long has it been? When was the first Fast and Furious movie? I want to say, like, 2001. <laughs> that's, that's almost 20 years man i mean yeah so i mean kudos to vin diesel kudos yeah. to all of them really even uh what's his name Ludacris. Ludacris, i feel like has gotten better over time yeah i mean for what it's done and if you are a again i haven't watched it from one to whatever we're at now eight or nine or something like that yeah um so, you know what, look, maybe if I watched all of them, I would feel a little bit different. But, again, I just, that one's a little bit tough. And, yeah, if, if it's based on a book and if the character's aging is part of the deal, then you can do a lot more with it. But five, especially when you're talking about movies, you're only put in five, for five movies, that's at least 12 years. Yeah. If you're going to make them good. So that's 12. And you can't be rotating. The superhero movies are a little bit different. Just because each storyline is a little bit different. Yeah. Like there's a different Superman. There's a different Batman. There's, you know, different Captain America. Obviously, maybe they'll stick around for two or three. But that's a little bit different. But if you're talking about trying to build one on top of another... I mean, you want to keep the same cast of characters, and one doing that is incredibly difficult because those actors and actresses want to do something different. They're creative yeah, and they want to move on, and and then you get into that point of you are now just, you know, Vin Diesel from Fast and Furious. Granted, that is by far his best work and his most famous work, but he is in other things. I mean, it's not like he is you know, nothing outside of it. Yeah. Well, that, that brings me to another, uh, movie. Have you seen any of the leaks or the like new promos for the new Batman with Robert Pattinson? Uh, no, I have not. I have, I heard, I started following some people were upset because the new Batman was Robert Pattinson. I'm not sure why. I mean, he was what he was a vampire at one point. Why can't he be a bat? You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> well, it, and it I makes think, sense. But I think that's a little, little bit of ignorance creeping into a lot of people because if you take a look at what movies he's taken post Twilight, he's kind of showed off his acting chops. Especially right. people are loving the performance that he was uh, that he did for The Lighthouse, uh, which was kind of like a scary slash psychological thriller you know i really wanted to watch that one i know i kind of want to too it's kind of like a it's it's gonna i think it's gonna be along the lines of like a 1917 okay it isn't gonna be particularly entertaining yeah it's eerie but it's a good movie eerie yeah 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 i mean it's just you're you're gonna be uncomfortable but because i think there's there's not much dialogue, I don't think. 
Well, no, because it's only Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Like, it's only those two guys for right. however long the movie is. Yeah, so that's – I do want to watch that one. Um, I, I want to check that one out too, but I honestly, like, I'm not as big into Batman as I am other comic characters or superheroes, even though it's not technically superhero. We're not going to get into that. Yeah. But I, I, I still am excited because I feel like this is going to be, like, the next installment of Batman, especially after Ben Affleck, because Ben Affleck, in my opinion, did not do a good job. I didn't see it, but, um, you know, Ben Affleck is a bit of a controversial actor. Right. In that, and, and I kind of get it in listening to some of his interviews is it's almost like he really doesn't get to know his roles. You know what I okay. mean? Like he just doesn't, I think, and there's nothing wrong with this, but you look at a guy like Leonardo DiCaprio, he becomes whatever role he's in. Yeah. Ben Affleck is kind of, it's a, it's, he is Ben Affleck. He's just playing whatever. I okay. personally don't have an issue with that, but I think that, you know, a lot of people want to see maybe a little bit more of a character in Ben Affleck. Well, I'm not maybe, sure why. Maybe that's what we'll get. Maybe that's I thought what we'll War of the Room was great, but. Well, I think with that being said, it may be time to start the conversation. I think it is. I think we've rambled for 15 minutes now, but yeah, let's, um, yeah, let's dive in. Are you ready for Inception? I'm ready to roll. All right. My first question I want to ask you, obviously, you knew plenty of people that had seen it before and had recommended it to you. Right. One, why do you think it took so long for you to see it? And two, after watching it, what was your first opinion? So, it wasn't that I didn't want to watch it. It's just, for me, to sit down and watch a movie, especially one that's a little bit longer, like I... It isn't that I'm a particularly busy person, but it's like it is you're you know, you are committing your time. Right. I mean, it's no short movie. I mean, it's two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. So I'm not sure I had sat down to watch it plenty of times and then I'd pull it up on Netflix and then either I would see something else I'd rather watch or I look at the time. But, you know, I'm I'm I don't want to stay up and watch this. Um, and I'll just turn it off and then you forget about it. And the next thing you know, it's like six months. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's, I had heard nothing but good things about it. And, you know, I love Leo. Um, but <sighs> see before, before you get on, I think that that can be scary sometimes because when you get a bunch of people who yeah. love a movie and then yeah. you watch it and you think, why is this so special? Yep. So, I mean, that's just not that I'm being biased or anything, but I think that speaks volumes as to how good the movie is, is that so many people will recommend it and then so many people like it after it's been recommended to them. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's when a movie gets so much hype, whether it's from like the world media or whether it's from your friends, you you hold it to a higher standard. You expect so much from it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it can still be a good movie. But maybe you're expecting something else, and all of a sudden, it's why is everybody telling me to watch this? I just wasted my time. But 
this was not at all a case like that. So, um, first opinion, what do you got? Uh, what an experience. <laughs> That's, like, that is, to me, the best word to describe a movie like this. It was it was it was it was a real experience because From, I, because it's nothing like you've ever seen before it's maybe not, not maybe not nothing because i mean we we had a previous discussion we kind of said it was a little bit similar viewing experience to the matrix as in it sure, was something that absolutely. you never thought that you would come across yeah it, it was in that there was a lot of like I was telling you earlier, like it's hard to put it into words almost. Like I don't want to be over dramatic about it, but right. It's just from the first scene to the last, you're in it. And you're gonna right. miss some things. But what I really like about it is oftentimes there are a lot of movies like these out there, but if you miss the littlest detail, it's you've missed the whole point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and that, and that kind of bothers because I don't, I don't want to have to dig into every single detail as I'm watching it. I want to be able to react to what just happened. I got you. Without having to, okay, well, I can't react to that because all of a sudden, this little paper you see flying away in the corner is the whole plot. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that try to do this, and I love the small details in a movie, and that's why movies like these you can watch over and over again because you're just going to find something else. But yeah. you can miss some smaller details, but you still get through it, and you have the same experience as anybody watching it for the second or third time. Yeah, I agree. That was, And that was one of my notes, too, is that even though it's a, such a complex movie, they take the time to kind of explain what's going on. Exactly. You don't and, have to do anything for yourself as far as, like, I guess you want to call it the technical aspect of it. Right. They break it down so well. Well, before we get any further, uh, to the listeners, there are going to be spoilers. So if you oh, have yeah. not seen the movie, please go watch it and then come back and listen to this because... It's something that I want everyone to see and kind of formulate their own opinions and then come back and watch this. Because that's that's why I think that this movie is so well received is that there's a lot of things in the movie that make you go, oh, well, I think that this is why yeah. so-and-so did this, whatever. So, spoiler alerts. Spoiler alerts. Back to regular conversation. So, I think that what I did with this most recent viewing of it is I kind of broke it down scene by scene. Okay. And I, uh, I, I didn't do it for every scene, but things that really like pointed out to me, I made note of. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was the very first sequence of like the whole him meeting Saito for the first time and then not being in the real world in his own dream trying to extract information from him and from just from a film standpoint like from a movie making standpoint it was insane from the set design to the house falling apart because the dream was falling apart yeah i think that the shot of 
Leonardo, or excuse me, Cobb, for character's sake, kicking back into the tub and him coming out in that slow-mo shot of him, like, shaking the water off his face. I mean, it just, I, I thought it was so smart. What I loved about it is it gave you basically everything that would eventually happen in the movie. You got it in that first little scene. Yeah. There was, you, you saw kind of what they were doing or the whole going into somebody's mind. You saw the consequences of them waking up, how hard it is, how you have to wake them up. Um, your subconscious turning on you. You yeah. got a little bit of everything in that scene. I think that that just kind of, it didn't ease you in, but it just got you up to speed, for lack of a better term, Yeah, really quickly. Well, I, I love movies like that, too, because there are other movies that do that, where like the first scene is kind of like a hint into what's coming, and then by the end of the movie, it wraps it all up in sequence. Right. Or like in, back in time to understand everything that just happened. So if you have, I mean, if you watch the ending, that's basically what happens. Like, it's just a, a flashback in time. The whole movie is basically just like a flashback in time of how they got to the first, like, opening scene. And that's, that's a little hit or miss for me with a lot of movies when they basically open it with what the final scene's going to end up being. When he just got dragged off the beach and put in front of Saito when he's really old. Yeah. To me... A lot of movies try to do that, and it, it pretty much ruins it because you know what the end result's going to be. But I you think... You don't know how you're going to get there, but for this one, you had... Whatever you thought that conversation was, you could not have at all predicted yeah. what was actually occurring. Yeah. that That's what's so cool about it is because a lot of movies, it's, you know, you follow along on the journey, and then you get to the ending. Yeah. But instead they gave you the ending and now it's like understanding so much misdirection yeah well and that's what they do with a lot of the shots too with talking about with uh Cobb, because whenever certain things like trigger him he's reminded of certain memories it'll it'll like go to the shot of his kids or it'll go to the shot of him you know having a moment with maul yeah and and those those are little little nuggets that you don't realize what they are until close to the end. Yeah. It's just, it lets, it never lets you get comfortable, Mm. but it is always entertaining. Perfectly described. I think if you were to write a review, that's it. That's all you need to say. Yeah. You, you can't, you can never, be fully confident of what you're seeing until the end and even then you're still going to have different opinions but it all ties together in the last like 15 minutes and anything up to that point yeah you learn some things but you have no idea what's going on yeah and i mean when you watch it again you realize how crazy it is that everything is laid out in front of you in the beginning I mean, even even the relationship with Maul, like even even knowing that she's a part of his subconscious, because, I mean, that's what Arthur says as soon as they get out. But even then, I never I didn't trust that 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 was true. Okay, like, I, I don't know. There was just something that and this is because from the jump, they have you 
looking all over the place and just never being able to settle into one idea, it then becomes everything that they suggest, you begin to question. Okay. See, I've never and really to me, about like that, that enhances it, for me at least, because it gives me so many more things. And then I begin looking and trying mm-hmm. to dig a little bit deeper into each scene and figure it out. I thought that there was a possibility that Maul was the only real person. Like, like I got to that point. Okay. See, um, now, that's a very, very popular opinion. Yeah. Of people that at some point, maybe Maul was in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, and even she makes her case for it towards the end where she says, you know, you live in a world where you're being traced, yeah. or being chased by a so-called corporation. And, you know, the, those are the subconscious projections chasing after you. Yeah. And even when the first description of how she died or why she is that way, and then they give you another point of view. So then it's like, okay, well, you started believing the first one. Then they gave you that second opinion. Now you're split. But then that third is like a combination of both. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he did kill her, but... In a sense. In a sense, exactly. It wasn't the typical, you know what I mean? It, it, it's very brilliantly thought out. I mean, yeah. I, 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 just, I have I can't no imagine. idea how people do things like that. Like That's I, what I'm saying. I can't imagine, one, sitting at the table read and trying to get the actors to understand the script, oh, and yeah. two, coming up with the script himself. Because it's just such a maze that unfolds beautifully. I mean, it's trying to to do this conversation is difficult because of how complicated and that might scare some people away from watching it. Like, oh, I don't want to have to think too much. And it isn't even that you can just sit there and watch and not be looking for any deeper meaning. And you're still going to get driven into it. Yeah. Because it just, it's it still is kind of an beautifully written. I mean, I feel like besides like psychological thriller, this could also be like categorized as just an action adventure movie. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, talking more about just, like, the actual, like, filmmaking and the editing of it, they do such a good job. And I think one scene that captures it beautifully, and it and it starts off pretty early in the movie, is when uh, Dom and, or Cobb and, uh, I forget her what her name in the movie is, but Ellen Page, yeah. they're sitting at the cafe, and then everything just starts to explode. Mm-hmm. like the things like crates and fruits and it's not like exploding things around them it's just themselves exploding i think and this is kind of along those lines of what i really i guess appreciated about it was yes this idea is nuts and is it real no but they kept enough things that make sense that you own that for that two and a half hour period you believed this could be possible like everyone around when you're controlling someone's dream begins to turn on you so you don't have full control the full control still lies in the person whose dream you're in you just only have a certain amount of time eventually the human mind is going to overcome it which makes sense if you want to look at this as a real possibility, you can't just believe, okay, somebody can just go in and overpower the human mind. At some point, 
it's going to kick out what's not making sense. That's just how the body works. I'm going to keep it completely honest and 100% with you. This is possible. You think so? (laughs) I genuinely think that maybe not to the point where you're able to link up into another person's dream, but I think the ability to be an architect in your own dream is possible. Oh, I think that part is true. I think that you can have control over what you dream. And you know what? There are different substances out there that might allow you to do that. But yeah, that part of it, I do think is true. I think, I think, I do think that there, you do have some control over what you, but as far as being a real person and going into that, and I mean, again, unless if, if you really believe in like kind of that alternate universe theory, then you combine both of those and say, well, you're not really going into a dream. It's just when you're sleeping, you go into a different universe. Therefore that person travels and you're there. Well, I think what what would be the most hard, the hardest part about it is somehow you'd have to be linked neurologically because I mean you can't just stick a tube in you and and you're in the same dream, you know. Yeah, it has to be some like synapsis or some connection between the two brains to be into the same dream. Yeah, but you know you do think I mean if you think about it you do dream sometimes of people that you have come in contact with in real life. So, I mean, it's like... Yeah, you're, the human mind is incapable of creating faces. Mm. It, it, I mean, it's proven that all everyone you've seen in your dream, at some point, you saw, recognized, and remembered. You may not know, but the human mind is incapable of, of creating a brand new face. So, that's insane. And when I learned that, that kind of blew my mind, because... You, when you go into a dream, you only know like two people. Yeah. You never know more than that. You're just seeing a bunch of people that you have no idea who they are. And I figured, oh, you, you just made them up. No, I mean, it's it's scientifically proven that you're just, it's not, you're not capable of doing that. But everybody, if you just walk through a mall and scan, you're not going to remember those faces. If you see them 10 years later, you're never going to remember them. Yeah, but it's in your subconscious and it's in your dream. I, I feel like there should be more research and more like tests done on the subconscious. Yeah. I feel like that that's not something that we've like totally tapped into, but that's something that can be super powerful. Yeah, and I think it's you know there are a lot of um, like the FDA just is starting to approve like studies of using like psilocybin mushrooms for uh health and exploration yeah i've seen um i've seen tests on like using lsd for people with schizophrenia or you know people with extreme anxiety and in most cases it, it normally helps or like suppresses those uh those feelings because for a lot of people what it does is it lessens the strain of this life, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean? it, it allows you to kind of go into a different space and time. Right, and just kind of make you think, okay, well, it's it's not that deep. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's no point in being so caught up in these little things when there's other stuff out there. 
when there's and it's like a plethora things. of other stuff out there. Right. So I think that there is some validity to that. Um, and it, it it is incredibly interesting. Um, and I mean, this, it is something that one obviously I've never tried any of these things, but um, it, there is a the subconscious is an interesting and unexplored part of our being. Well, see, another thing that I think is interesting that they capture in the movie is the idea of having a totem for when you're in a dream. Yes. So, like, the the uh, top spin thing or Arthur's die or Ellen Page's loaded die, I think that's such a good idea, but it got me thinking, you know, what would your totem be? Like, what, what would you make so that you would know? I don't know. Like, I, I, I haven't really thought about that. See, the idea of it makes so much sense. Number one, of just having that one thing that you know whether or not it's real. And that's that's to me, there was clearly some or a ton of actual scientific research to go behind all of this because there's enough that makes total sense mixed in with enough stuff that's just like out of this world that could possibly be true, I guess. But it, there's enough that is based in something that, yeah, it will totally make sense that you have an object that you're connected to that you can test your reality. I don't, See, I'm not sure what mine would be. I, I've, I've tried to think about it for a long time. And the one that like I've, I've kind of come back to is having something that like that floats in water in, in this world. But maybe when you put it in water in a dream, like it sinks to the bottom. Or maybe, or maybe, vice versa. Like if if it sinks in this world, maybe it floats in the dream. I don't know what mine would be. I want you to think about it, and next week I want you to tell me what your totem is, and we'll talk about that part in the beginning of the episode. What is my to make a note here? That's an interesting thing to think about. Okay. Man, there's just see that's the thing is this movie this leads to so many different conversations. Just because it's so hard to diagnose exactly what's happening without watching it. Well, I, I think what it does for me is it, it makes me ask a lot of questions. It yeah. it doesn't necessarily make me like talk about different things. It makes me want to ask a lot of questions. Like for instance, like what would your totem be? But also another one, like, how do you really know if you're dreaming or not? Yeah. Like, it, how do you know when you're in a dream? Because, I mean, I can remember dreams, but I can't ever remember knowing I was in it. Yeah, that, no, I have never had a dream where inside of the dream, I, I felt like I was dreaming. I know that sounds like really clustered, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I find it strange that you only remember your dreams for basically like five minutes when you wake up, if at all. Yeah, see, but do you ever have uh, recurring dreams? Um, not not really. No, I've had multiple recurring dreams. Like I've had dreams that I've had like one time, and then like it comes to me a year later, and then it comes to me like another five years later. Wow! So it's very strange when they happen because I know what's coming, but I can't stop it. Have you ever felt, and this isn't really about dreaming, but when you're in a moment, have you ever felt, I think I've asked you this before, 
like I've been sudden, there before. Like you've been there before. Like it all seems immediately from, and it isn't a traumatic situation. It's just literally you could be eating dinner and it, your mom says something, and all of a sudden, like you get kind of like a chill. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you've seen this whole thing before. That happens to me all the time, and actually happened to me the other night. I was watching uh, watching a TV show with Lauren, and I even told her I was like, "This has happened to me before." But it, but the crazy thing is, for me, it doesn't give me like a chill down my spine. It kind of makes me smile. It's like, like how did I? I mean, how how can I feel this type of way about something that I think that I've done before, but I don't really know if I've done it before. Yeah, like it doesn't scare me. It just kind of like each time it happens because you just, I don't you don't know when it's gonna happen. Yeah, and it's not like you can see the future because you don't recognize it until you're there. But there, I mean, and but there are some times though when I start feeling it, and then I see what's just getting the next thing to happen, the next person to come around the corner. And, and you know, like, it. it's not like I can right exactly. So I I'm feeling everything, and then like I'll immediately look to something, and then yeah. like I know all right somebody's getting ready to walk in that door and immediately they do. And it's just like, whoa. Well, you know, it might just come down to like a feeling, like a, a connection with everything around you. Yeah. As opposed to, because I mean, think about it. What if you were constantly in that feeling where you, you always knew what was going to come next? But in like, I used to think it's so, because it only would happen of things that I would do constantly. Like it would happen every now and then when I was walking home from school and I'd be talking to somebody or it'd be at the dinner table or something like that. And I was like, I just chalked it up to, well, I've done this so many times, but the first time it happened to me that I'm like, Whoa, was the night that I moved into the house down there. Obviously. I mean, I had been to the house, but I had never been in that room. I had never been in the house in that situation. Yeah. And like, I was sitting there and, it was like the first time, like the four of us had been together, and immediately, I'm like, "Whoa!" Like it, it feels it, like we have done the same thing, and I had never. That was the first time that all the four of us had ever been together. Mm-hmm. So, I, sometimes some weird stuff like that happens, and these are the type of movies like this and The Matrix that kind of they kind of remind you of the things that you've been through that are a little bit different, and that maybe chalk up at the time just something weird but they make you think a little bit absolutely and i but see i i think that's very cool and especially for like a movie like the matrix or inception for it to kind of rehash those memories i think that's another reason why i have such an attachment to it not because i've been inside another person's dream and i've extracted information but because it's just weird enough to where i can i feel like i can relate to it and it's and for it to be so entertaining as well. Yeah. Because there are plenty of movies that can make you think or can make you rehash some things that you've done, but none that can make you have a f- total experience. Like, I was to the point where I was getting anxiety in some of these scenes. Okay. Like, physical, and I don't get anxiety. Like, I was getting physical anxiety. Do you remember what scenes they were? It was basically whenever people were just like on that edge of getting caught okay and like things are coming to a boiling point and each time i'm just like oh you gotta wake up 
and like I'm I start getting a little bit tense and all of a sudden it happens and I just kind of release back into the movie. So let me ask you how tense or how how anxious were you when they decided to run the Mr. Charles play? <sighs> I thought that it was brilliant first of all. I thought it was too because all right, I you go first and then I'll explain why I thought it was brilliant. Well, I just, I mean, I just think that it's so simple if you really want to break it. Like, yeah, of course, they don't, he doesn't know anything at this point. You could tell this dude anything and it legitimizes you. Yep. You know what? Like, yeah, you're running a risk, but it's easier because then you have control. Well, I just, I, I thought it was the perfect play, even though Arthur obviously stick in the mud. Yeah. was against it but i mean in the dream right before you know they were he was being held hostage but i mean he don or Cobb always wore the mask so he didn't really know who his uh cap who his kidnappers were right so and then to use his own security against him was just <laughs> remarkable yeah it was just so cool to see but then also how smart Arthur was in that whole situation of binding them together and putting them in the elevator for them not to miss the kick. Yeah. I thought that was genius too. He'd been around the block a little bit. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's cool that, you know, as an architect, you're able to make those little um, nuances in the structure, how he does the Penrose steps. Yeah. Like, it's just little details like that. Like that doesn't really serve a large purpose in the movie, but it still ties back to it. It legitimizes the character. Yeah. And more than just, yeah, he's a good character. It legitimizes what he does. It makes well, it, Oh, you're more than just an intruder. Like you are a legitimate engineer. And then you can dive into the rest of what your character is. Well, you know, let's let's talk more about the characters. How how did you feel about Cobb's team to pull off Inception? Was there anyone you didn't like? Was there a character that stuck out to you the most? You know, I I honestly the guy who did the sedatives. Yusuf. I just there is obviously, I mean, he ended up being fine and he was but there's I always thought that he was going to all of a sudden turn or maybe not turn, but he was already working for, um, Coble. Coble. Right. So there was just something, I just, I don't know why, maybe it's because they picked him up in that territory or I just always assumed that he was going to turn to me. There was nobody, there was no dead weight. I think that they all played a role. Arthur was kind of like the the mom of the group, really. (laughs) He was like, he was no fun, but he had to keep everybody in line. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I I love the banter between Eames and uh, Arthur. Yeah. And I think one of the best lines in the whole movie, just that really like made me smile, was when Eames told Arthur, he's like, you can't be afraid to dream a little bit bigger, darling. And he pulls out the grenade launcher. But, it, I mean, it's like, it's so punny because they're in a dream. Yeah. But it's like just the fact that he's able to do that. Like, that, he, he's able to have that control. And I appreciated that they had their differences, but 
it wasn't drawn into a movie where they had some big blowout. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bickering, but it, it never compromised anything. Yeah, it was just a little friendly banter. Exactly. And I feel like as soon as <clears throat> they introduced and, and we found out that they did not like each other, immediately I thought, okay, well, something's going to happen to where they're going to get into it and it's going to negatively impact. And I just, I don't know. I don't like dysfunction on teams in movies. Like, there's just something that I don't, especially in something in a movie like this where they are on such a bigger mission that there is zero, there's no need in the movie to have that infighting. There are some <laughs> where, like, the point of the movie where that's what it is. But for something like this where it's them against others, like, I just, I feel like if they had had a big blowout or serious disagreements that it would have taken away from the movie and it didn't so and i can i can certainly appreciate that yeah well i mean i think that i mean obviously these are just characters but they're all professional yeah that's what that's what they didn't get from that one guy on the train like the the original architect yeah for sida's uh extraction yeah but man i mean there's so much stuff to talk about and that's None of them came off as superheroes. Yeah. And I they, I really enjoyed that because that is kind of, as soon as I watched like the first 15 minutes, I saw what happened. I thought, okay, well, this could get a little bit weird if they start having like superpowers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it becomes a whole different thing. But since it was just their job and it's just what they did, I think that that made it more enjoyable because again it made it a little bit more realistic well and i i mean i think you said it really well too i mean they were just role players like you had dom who was the expert you had arthur as his right hand man you had eames as the forger you had ellen page play like the almost like the therapist to to Cobb, and then he had sida who's just money bags yeah and then yusuf the sedative or the what do they call him the chemist yeah yeah so, I mean, I think that was really cool. But also, another aspect that I thought was genius was how long they have in a dream as compared to the real world. Because it makes sense. It makes sense. But imagine five minutes is an hour, and then you ha- you run the risk in an inception to be lost in a dream for 10 years. Oh, my. Or 40. Oh, my God. Or get caught in limbo and be in there for a lifetime that's that's what i was waiting the whole time is it never really alluded to the full consequences of what could go wrong because like it was all if you died you just you woke up so for a while i was like okay well why you know why aren't there serious consequences but then at the i mean when we get deeper into the movie you find out that you know there are some there's some serious stuff that can go on um and again, it just it makes sense that yeah. The craziest part about all this movie is that all the crazy stuff that happens when you put it all together, it it, it all makes sense. It all ties together, and that's what made it so good. Because even in the Matrix, it was so good, and a lot of it made sense, but it was still just a little bit too far out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, it does a really great job of like. Closing the loops, closing ends, you know, making sure that everything comes back together. But since we are kind of getting towards the end of this, 
there is one thing that they left. And that is the last scene when Cobb mm-hmm. gets home and he spins his top spin thing. And it looks like it's about to fall over, but then the camera cuts. Yeah. So I want your opinion because I think this is another reason why this movie is so good is because people have their own thoughts and opinions on this. Yeah. Do you think that he was in a dream and that Maul was right? Or do you think that it was getting ready to fall over and he's back home with his kids? I think that it was getting ready to fall over. And that he was back home with his kids? And that he's back home with his kids. Um, you know, I I guess part of me just hates to see all that for nothing. Yeah. And also, if it kept going and he was still in a dream... I would just have it wouldn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, from from a viewing standpoint, you want it to be a reality because right. he fought so hard. He went back after Saito when he didn't really have to. And he wanted to honor the agreement so that he could go home and see his kids. So you want it to be that way. But then it's like, I mean, what what if it was off or not? What if he planted inception in his own wife's mind and then again decided to not be with her yeah i mean for a second time that's the thing is if it goes along with the rest of this movie there's any answer that any of us could come up with and it's something else the real is something i mean that's just how this movie has gone to where you never it's never what you think it is so i i what I loved about that, obviously, it's been a while now, so we're not getting it. But it left a bit of a door open. Yeah. For an Inception too. I, I, I mean, it, does, it doesn't appear that we're getting it. But the only thing that I thought about was maybe like a prequel story with Eames and Arthur. Like yeah. I, I would, kinda, I would kind of like to see that, and maybe why they don't maybe see eye to eye on things. But I mean, I honestly, I would be excited if an Inception two came out. But I would just hold it to such a high pedestal that I don't know if it would live up to it. I just think it would be too complicated to do. Yeah, I mean, I'll, that too. Because, I mean, like, what what else are you going to do? Right. I mean, it's just you're going mean, to do the same thing again. And it'll be cool. But, it, it, again, I, just, I think sometimes as much as, as viewers, we want to see more because it was just that incredible i think sometimes it's better to just i mean quit while you're ahead almost and yeah some type some movies are better left to one there are some ideas that i mean you look at the matrix the matrix ruined it by going two and three matrix four might be the best one yet (sighs) we need to see that we need to see that together we do when is it coming out I don't know. I don't know if it's coming out this year or next year. But, I mean, this is just such a good movie. And honestly, I mean, there's so much more that we could talk about, but we don't want to take up too much time. 2021, by the way. May 21, 20, May 21st, 2021. 5 21, 21 I wonder if that means anything. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But is there anything else you would like to say about Inception? Just go watch before, it. You know what I mean. Wrap up. Like if you if you haven't seen it, 
to our listeners out there. You got to go. You got to see it. I mean, it's just it, whatever we just said means nothing after you've watched it. In a way, like obviously, once you watch, you understand. But everyone's going to have their own opinion, mm-hmm. and everyone's right, or no one's right. I think that's probably more of a, a better is that none of us fully comprehend exactly what went on. Um, but that's just what that's the beauty about these type of movies is everyone can have their own opinion. And you still, you, you know, the facts are what the facts are throughout the movie. But the ending is obviously pretty much whatever you want. You go be the engineer, whatever happens after that. Um, mm. Talk to him. That's right. But talk to him. You know, again, it's that was just, beautifully said. You need to put that on a Hallmark card. You go be the engineer. You the go architect. be the architect. Yeah, but sure. I mean, I, I think we wanted to do this episode because I think I've always had an appreciation for it. But yeah. even even after you watched it, I mean, you messaged me and said, you know, what an experience, and you you wanted to do a whole like, yeah. in depth analysis of it. Because and even so that, if that, it's one of those movies that can't be completely broken down, you could just talk endlessly about it. Yeah, I mean, we could go on for another hour or so. Easily. But, but you know, we also wanted to get maybe a little bit of a break from the uh, listing algorithm. But if there's a movie out there that you guys want us to review, take the time to do an in-depth review, let us know. Also, if there's another top five list you want us to do, let us know. Uh, don't be afraid to message us. We will always respond. Um, and until next time, keep watching movies and have a good time. Peace.